Hey, this is Joey Molinero, and you better keep it here because you're listening to The Barn. That's right, The Barn. Hi, and welcome to The Barn, live from The Barn Studio in Southeast Missouri. You got the mocks here. We're joined with a special guest online right now. We have Mr. Joey Molinaro, I should say. Media personality, comedian, impressionist, content creator. Got a lot of titles to that name. Joey, how are you, man? I am good. It is good to be on with you in uh, South Central, you said, Missouri? Or South, what did you say? Southeast Missouri. I missed all of them. All right, Southeast Missouri. Uh, it's good to talk to you, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, appreciate it. We uh, we're pretty close to the St. Louis area, and you are going to be playing Helium Comedy Club Thursday, September twenty eighth at eight p.m. We're looking forward to having you in town, man. Oh yeah, I'm very excited about it. I haven't been out to St. Louis in a long time. I stopped in there. Uh, on the way to the Ozarks for a bachelor party last year. Okay. Uh, we stopped off to have lunch. Um, it was, I think it was at the Anheuser-Busch Museum area, if I remember correctly. Anyways, we had some good beer and we had some good wings. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to be being back uh, more towards the fall here during uh, September. With you being a Cubs fan, is that an issue? Do you, uh, do you have to <laughs> skip town often uh, or do you, not, do you not wear your Cubs stuff when you come to town, I guess? I, I would. I would wear the Cubs stuff. You know, I think it's good to have uh, a healthy rivalry. And, you know, you got to be able to separate the art from the artists a little bit, you know. So I, I, I hope that people don't hold it against me too much that I'm a Cubs fan. I was born and raised in Indy, and, and my dad just grew up with WGN all the time. And so that's what I grew up with when it was still going. And that's just the games we had on all the time when I was growing up, right? So that's how it rolls. But, hey. I'm not going to come to the town and rip on the team or rip on the town. You know what I mean? I'm coming to the town to have fun, have a good time, and, and hopefully make some people laugh. So don't hold it against me, folks. I hope to see you out there. Yeah, and I feel like, I mean, we take pride in, in all the visiting teams and their fans. We try to treat them with respect. There is that, uh, you know, you almost have to have that villain in your story, right? You have to have that opposing team that you just hate. I think it makes the story much better. Being a Cardinals fan, not as happy with it this year because we are not doing so well. But, uh, yeah, we try to treat you with respect when you come to town. Yeah, man, this is like a... This is like, I mean, no pun intended with the bird thing, but this is like seeing a rare bird out in the wild somewhere this season for the Cardinals. Like, I'm not used to this. I can't even remember, I feel like, the last time when uh, the Cardinals were selling at the deadline and the Cubs weren't. You know, when the (laughs) Cubs were winning the World Series, going to the NLCS and beating the Cardinals in the playoffs, I mean, obviously the Cardinals, they were still winning the division and, you know, they were still, you know, making a push in the playoffs and everything. So this is wild, you know, like I can't celebrate too much because the Cubs are only four games up on, you know, over 500. But uh, the last, the way the last few years have gone for uh, the guys on the north side of Chicago, it feels like a win. So I'm thoroughly enjoying it right now. I can't lie. It does feel pretty good to have the Cardinals for once to not be, uh, you know, just dominating and making moves and uh, making the push through October because I know I hear about it all the time, all the rings and all the flags and all the postseason success. I get it, Um, but it's just nice to win one one time here with you guys kind of being down. So I'm sure you'll bounce back next year, though. I mentioned off the top that you're a man of many titles. Obviously, I would say most of your 
followers and fans know you from i mean going viral is is that what is that what happened what was going viral like for you yeah man i mean i I, i've been kind of at this for a while you know just um doing doing podcasts and working in the media and putting out sketches and videos and you know it was just like basically all to like the amusement of my dad and my grandma right and like and, and you know no, nothing was working nothing was clicking really and then all of a sudden then all of a sudden i just kept cracking at it and then um, november of 2019 yeah thanksgiving 2019 put out a nick saban at thanksgiving video and then that really took off and got me on like a bunch of the major platforms and raised my following from like a thousand to like ten thousand and i was like holy cow i've made it this is the greatest day ever to answer your question man like i've always wanted to do this like i've always wanted to be in entertainment i've always wanted to be in comedy and and um you know doing what i'm doing now was just uh getting my foot in the door you know like getting that audience and when i got that audience it was just about growing the audience and making sure people are coming back and saying hey if it's not an impression he does this you know funny coach video or he does this teacher video or he makes fun of weddings and just stuff to make people laugh man have a good time so that was uh november of 2019 and now here we are uh four years later almost and um you know doing a little, little mini comedy tour you know, as far as like impressionists go, you know, you have to obviously bring up Frank Caliendo, which I know you've done some things with him as well. Uh, yeah. But one of my favorites is like Jim Brewer and he's doing all these, you know, Ozzy bits and Tracy Morgan. But they always kind of say that the content, the actual jokes within the impression is just as important as the actual impression. Would you agree to that? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, that was, you know, when I started out and people kind of started following me. You know, it was mostly mostly just impressions at the time um, because I, you know, was just hadn't broken out yet in terms of like my comfort zone, if you will. But still within that, I always tell people like I'd spend half, if not over half the time putting the impression video together of coming up with the scenario of coming up with the setting that the character's in of coming up with the lines that they're going to say in that scenario all to then on the icing on top you know do the impressions so you know i like to think that it's just like you know comedy is the art of observation and impressions are no different and so it's just all about observing that person and taking in what you can do to where like oh that could be funny if i you know worked it this way or had them say this or you know put them in this scenario so it's huge, dude. Absolutely. I mean, like, you know, Dana Carvey, he's one of my favorites, too, and a guy that I always looked up to, still do. And, you know, he always talks about how not only on top of it with the writing, but then just, like, making it more of almost an animation, like a caricature, rather than just a straight-on impression. You know, so, like, and Frank talks about that, too. But, like, having fun with it and really kind of getting wacky with it in a bit. Because eventually, if you just keep like doing the same impression and sounding just like him or whatever, it kind of gets boring. But if you really develop the impression of a person into almost its own character, that's an impression, then you can really have some fun with it. So, hey, man, it's all, uh, you know, it's all process. It's all uh, work, um, you know, put together in time. And, and I enjoy the hell out of it. Do you purposely stay away from some of the ones that like everybody does? I remember Dana Carvey talking about that, that he would try to find, uh, you know, impressions that maybe not everybody was doing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, because, you know, I mean, there, there, there are ones that a bunch of people are going to share. And it's weird because when you do impressions, even though you're trying to have the same end goal as, you know, just doing comedy where you're making people laugh, you know, people aren't as like 
they aren't as protective over the impression as they are like a bit, you know what I mean? Like you can't go up there and just like take someone's bit and reenact it or, or, you know, use some more material in that way, which makes sense. But I try to, I try to include that in impressions as well. And, you know, I just think that like people are going to take more notice of it. If, if it, uh, you know, from my experience, if it's someone who they're like, Oh wow, I didn't even think about them being someone to do an impression of, but you did it and you sounded like them. Like it was funny. That's a big part of it too, is staying away from some of those, but then also like really kind of like waiting it out to just be like, right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait it out. I'm not gonna force anything. And then all of a sudden, oh, this person comes about. That's a new coach or a new media personality or or a new actor or something like that that not that many people have done. And then you know you get the the audience, whether it's the following or the crowd of the show. It's like, oh my god, I didn't even think about that. So it kind of works on multiple levels. Your impressions of, you know, Nick Saban, Chris Collinsworth, Sean McVay, Mel Kuyper. But my favorite that you've been doing here lately is the high school football coach. And my (laughs) question is, it is so damn accurate. So I'm a football guy. I grew up playing and all that. I'm a football coach, been around football coaches. It's so damn accurate. Do you have a like personal experience? Did somebody in your family was the, were they a high school football coach or were you just around it enough to kind of, you know, catch those things? Yeah, I was just I was just around it. You know, I didn't I didn't play any high level football at all. You know, I just I just grew up playing, you know, Catholic grade school football and then and then high school football and and that was it. But still, it's just it's such a such an all American kind of like universal experience, if you will, with that particular instance that you know just worked. Even though I didn't have to play college football or the NFL, almost almost works better because such a vast majority of people got the chance to play youth football or, or high school football, you know, so, so that relates to an even bigger audience, you know, so that's just what I try to do is whether it's the football coach, or like I said, a, a teacher or a relative that you may have, or I don't know, like uh, stuff with weddings or just these kind of universal common experiences um, that, that everybody can go through. And even if it's not exactly their coach that they had, you know, there's something that uh, people would be able to latch on to and be like, ah, yep, been there. Absolutely. And this reminds me, it, it's not my coach, but it reminds me of, you know, Coach Mark or whoever it was. So, yeah, that's the backstory there, man. I get a lot of different a lot of different um you know coaches of mine that i had actually that if i see him around town because i still live in the in the town that i was born and raised in if i see him around town they'll kind of be like is that is that me what who was that was that was that coach burn i'm like yeah it was kind of a mix of everybody so i take different things from different coaches and kind of mesh them all together into one man it works i'll tell you what the accuracy i I think that's that's the funniest part about it is the accuracy and i even seen somebody retweeted you and said the okay at every after every sentence you know you're saying something to the team and it's like okay and then you move on okay just the accuracy of that's hilarious you know you you, you mentioned kind of living in the indy area and i know uh you're actually a pittsburgh steelers fan though yes and not a colts fan how did that come about how did you become such a diehard pittsburgh fan yeah, I mean, I have everything in my life on multiple fronts because of my dad, uh, my parents. Um, so my dad, you know, just growing up in the 70s, um, you know, it was a very different time back then for, for a bunch of reasons. But like I said, the Cubs, you know, the, the Indianapolis didn't have a professional major league baseball team and he didn't have a professional football team until 1984. And so when my dad was growing up, you had the Cubs on WGN all the time and when he was in prime time coming of age for football, the Steelers were the Steelers of the seventies. Oh, wow. And so it was yeah. like, I don't, you know, I don't got a team 
here in my hometown to root for. My, you know, I, I like these guys with Terry Bradshaw and Mean Joe Green and Franco Harris and Lynn Swan. And, uh, you know, so, so he went that route. And then funny enough, my uncle, his little brother is uh, like three and a half, four years younger than him. And he went the Cowboys route and he still roots for the Cowboys to this uh, day. Um, so same story there, man. Yeah, I get asked it a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty simple when it comes down to it. It's just uh, at that time, and that's what worked for him. And then I just grew up in that house and kind of knowing nothing different and uh, fell in love with it myself. You know, you've obviously worked with some heavy hitters in the content world and in the radio world. Pat McAfee's worked for and with Pat McAfee, Howard Stern, Barstool Sports. Can you tell us a little bit about your time working with those? Yeah, man. Wow. Dream. Um, dream come true for sure. I, I try to always remind myself uh, of kind of like I said, when I was, you know, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. And I was just kind of, you know, pushing out content and making stuff that felt like it was just for my, my dad and my grandma and my mom. You know, I felt like those were the only people who noticed or, or who liked it. And then all of a sudden, you know, all these things start happening. And then funny enough, I actually met my wife while I was working for Pat McAfee back in 2017. So not only was it really cool and a, and a dream to work uh, for a guy like that and, a, and an outlet like that, but uh, also it benefited me personally very much. So I right. uh, met her. We've been married for almost four years. Uh, we have a son together who's almost one. So all good things there. And then Barstool, same thing. I mean, I, I you know, kind of came of age listening to Big Cat, BFT, part of my take and following Caleb and all those guys. You know, and so just you had to kind of pinch yourself to be like, wow, I work for you know, the biggest like sports comedy website, you know, big outlet in the world, you know, and uh, just pinch myself stuff, man. I mean, like I said, I'm just a kid from the south side of Indy and just always want to make people laugh. And then, yeah, this year, the the Howard Stern opportunities have come along and excited to be doing more work with them coming up this fall. And I mean, how I tweeted about it when I was uh, 19 and I was a freshman in college, I tweeted Howard Stern is my idol. And uh, because I was just coming across kind of all his career and his interviews and his entertainment and his show and you know, i just was like man that dude is is amazing um and so the fact that i you know get to do work for his show is another just like I, it's it's insane i mean it's absolutely insane so very lucky very blessed and um just excited to sell the, to keep doing it man we are big stern fans here as well we're going to be catching you at the helium comedy club thursday september 28th at 8 p.m jolie molinero We'll be in the house. We can't wait to have you in town. Joey, appreciate your time today. Thanks so much, man. Great talking to you. Yeah, uh, tickets are available. OfficialJoeyMolinero.com. All of my social media channels, just at Joey Molinero. You can find them there. And I uh, can't wait to come have some fun with St. Louis, man. Thanks. <laughs> 